Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I am, once again, very happy and very grateful that you are choosing to spend this time with me um, on For me, this live show, it's a Friday, so that's always a good day. As my friend Leanne says, it's Friday. So um, I'm really thrilled to be with you today because we are going to be talking about survival of the friendliest. Yes, it's the friendliest people, not the fittest. But first... I want to know who out there is awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. You know I am. I love this good, good life, and I love all of you listeners out there. So I want to go ahead and dive in. I have a question for you. You know I love to ask you questions, and you are welcome to ask me questions too, so don't ever forget that. But if Here's my question. If you had a need, would you want to be friends with you? Now, stop and think about that for just a moment. Would you want to be friends with you? I don't know if you have ever looked at yourself through this lens. I will tell you, and you all know, if you've been listening, um, I have amazing parents, amazing parents, and I have learned so much from my mom and my dad. And you also know, if you've listened in the past, that my wonderful father has passed away and is with our heavenly father now, but he left so many pearls of wisdom that I'll be honest, at the time, I thought, okay, dad, yeah, that sounds great. But now that I am older and hopefully wiser, I really do reflect on a lot of what my dad told me. And something that he always, always said to me was, to have friends, you've got to be a friend. And this is really a lesson that has stuck with me throughout my life. Now, that does not mean that I have always gotten it right. Um, I will be the first to admit that. So I don't know. I just was thinking about a topic that I wanted to share this week. And the, the word friend just kept popping into my head. In fact, it really took me back. I have to tell y'all a little story. Um, when I was in the eighth grade, we were getting ready to have kind of this little graduation celebration at the school. And as you all may remember, I grew up doing a lot of singing at church and in theater and all of that. And I had a lot of talented friends as well. And I remember there were three of us that did a little trio at this celebration. And we sang that song by Amy Grant, and it was called Friends. And if they are listening, because this was way back in eighth grade, and I'm still still friends with these ladies today. 
It was Christy C and Jenny G. And you all know what I'm talking about. But the chorus of that song says, if the Lord's the Lord. No, it says a friend is a friend forever. If the Lord's the Lord of them and a friend will not say never because the welcome will not end, though it's hard to let you go in the father's hands. We know that a lifetime's not too long to live as friends. So I don't know. I was just thinking back to that and how blessed I am that these friends I have are still a part of my life. And I have so many new friends that have come into my life throughout the years. But let's just be really honest. It is hard to be a friend, especially with all the chaos of life and the schedules and the demands and just all of the busyness that is going on, the stress. And it's really difficult sometimes to be that friend when our journey, our life journey may look a lot different from those around us. So what I'm talking about is, for me personally, you all know that I've had quite the health journey in my life journey. And so the uh, the possibility of having children for me just wasn't going to happen. And I see now what the plan was there. And it it was it was just part of God's plan for my life. However, I'm not going to say that it was easy to watch all of my friends start having their kids and their families growing. And along with that came different priorities, right? So my life looked very different at times than people around me. And so their priorities were different than mine. And sometimes it was just really difficult to schedule time to be together. And with that, you can often feel a little rejected. And so I wanted to really talk about true friendship, what it looks like, how we can actually repair some damaged friendships. And we don't have to compare our journey to others because like Amy Grant wrote in her song, a a lifetime is not too long to live as friends. And another reason that this topic really has been on my heart is I've got several friends that are going through some really, really difficult challenges right now. Um, Life-changing challenges, such as spouses that have just terrible, difficult health diagnosis, Um, children that have been in the ICU this past week. And we've got some friends, Jim and I do, and we've just been lifting up so many prayers um, because they have a daughter that was in ICU. It was very sudden. It was very scary. Um, Got put on a ventilator. And I mean, praise the Lord is going in the right direction now. But I've got friends that are unemployed and looking for a job. And and if you think about it, we all go through these seasons where we we just 
we need friends. We need people around us. We were not meant to live this life in total isolation. In fact, isolation is really the worst thing we can do when we're going through a stressful time. I mean, think about movies that we've seen and um, what we know of prisons, a way that if you are in prison, a way that you get punished for maybe something bad that happened is you're put in isolation. So we need people around us, right? We need to know that we've got friends that we can count on and that are walking some of the dark days with us. Because I can tell you personally, those dark seasons in my life, oh my goodness, I had friends carrying me through it. And so when I think about my friends that are going through these, I hope that I am part of that support system. So I've really been contemplating on how important our friends are and how important they've been in my life. But like I said, we've got to really work sometimes on being better at being a friend rather than just expecting everyone to always pour their friendship into us. You know, it's easy to let people be our friend, but we need to reciprocate. So I hope that today it will open your heart a little to your part in your friendships. It will allow you to reflect with gratitude the people that are really in your life. And it will remind you that there are people out there that want to be your friend if you will let them. So here's another question. I love asking you all questions, even though I cannot audibly hear you. I hope you're answering them as you listen. How do you define a friend? Have you ever thought about that? You know, what are you looking for? How would you define a really good friend? So I'm going to share some words that pop into my head when I think about a really true friend. Words like supportive, loving, honest, trustworthy, non-judgmental, not jealous, thoughtful, kind, and loyal. Those are just a few things that I kind of jotted down when I was asking myself that question. You know, how, how do I define a friend? And these are things I look for when I want someone to be my friend but I also need to demonstrate those behaviors. To me, a really true friend, that loyalty is so important. I like to think that my name, Jan Jones, the name I have is really safe on the tongue of someone who genuinely loves me. In other words, they are not going to gossip about me. They are not going to spread lies about me. They're actually going to stand up for me when I'm not there if someone is speaking negatively about me. So my name on their tongue is very safe. And that's just some things I think of when I think of a true friend. Um, 
And I want to I want to share with you a little science right now because I was very intrigued by something that I saw on a CBS news story. It was a few weeks ago. And they were basically doing a story about the the evolution of dogs and how they really derived from wolves. Now, we know wolves are dangerous and they're not really human friendly, right? But yet, a dog that has come from a wolf has been known now for years as, I'm using my air quotes, man's best friend. And you you wonder how did this happen? So, obviously, I'm sharing a little science from this news uh, story because it was very intriguing to me. They found through all kinds of genetic testing between wolves and dogs, and they were comparing all of this DNA. There was a geneticist at Princeton University that was conducting these tests, and they found a genetic mutations in dogs that actually make them very friendly. It makes them want to meet new people and, you know, just show them love and receive love back. So dogs are really, um, they're predisposed to being friendly because of this genetic mutation. Now, how did that happen if they are from wolves? Wolves would rather be in their own pack. You know, they they're they're they don't want to be around humans. In fact, they probably would attack humans. However, they did find in all of this genetic testing that there was a mutation in some wolves. And their hypothesis is that through the years and and way, 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 way long ago, like in the pre-dog era, when there were no dogs yet, there were some wolves that actually had this mutation. And instead of building their dens like way far away out in the middle of the woods, they were actually drawn to humans. So they were they were building their dens closer to the human settlements. So through the years, this mutation evolved into these friendly dogs that really want to please humans and want to be around humans. So it was just a really interesting concept of the friendliness of dogs and where that came from. And we all know that we are beautifully, wonderfully, fearfully made by God. And we are made to love and to serve. And so we, I feel like as humans, we're already predisposed to be friendly. But life and experience can cause us to put our guard up. And I want to give us ways to really open our hearts to being better friends, but also allowing people into our life. In fact, there was one scientist at Duke University in this news story, and he said, actually, if we can evolve a new way to be friendly constantly, then that's really the way to get ahead in life. It's not really about survival of the fittest. It is survival of the friendliest. 
So I just found that fascinating. I, I hope that was a, a fun little science lesson for you. And I am not a scientist, so hopefully I did not mess that up too much. All right, so let's get back to the power of relationships. I already said it. We are not built to be isolated and to live alone, which is why COVID was just so traumatic because we had to isolate and um, it just had a really big ripple effect. But this is not a podcast about that. We just know relationships have the power to affect us and they can affect us both positively and negatively because relationships are with people and people are flawed, but people are also good. I mean, without our friendships, then life might not be a good, good life, right? But with our friendships, it just adds to this good, good life. In fact, this power that our relationships has over us um, 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So I want you to kind of meditate on that for a minute. It matters who our friends are. I don't know about you all, but my mom and dad said that a lot growing up. And really, every wise adult in my life has always told me that. It really matters the company that you keep. And I mean, it is even written about in the Bible. So this week, I got to tell you, I was working with a client. You all know I'm a consultant and a coach, and so I do professional development and personal coaching, but I was working with a client, and uh, I spent two full days with a group of people at this amazing organization, and in this workshop that I was leading, we talked a lot about vision and we talked about end results and goals. So the conversation, as I was walking them through some exercises, it, it just was so inspirational to me. And it brought out so many stories in people's lives of the importance of the relationships that they have with all kinds of people and the legacy that we're actually working on right now that we will be leaving behind when we leave this earth. And so that was just another point to me that relationships and friendships are just vital and they are powerful in our life. Because here are some of the ways that relationships have that really positive effect on us. They delight us, right? They are a source of enjoyment, of fun, of entertainment. I mean, you know, when we were talking about gratitude last week with my wonderful husband, Jim, and I was trying to give you some practical ways and some questions and some kind of fill-in-the-blank answers on what you're grateful for. And one of the things I asked you, and I put Jim on the spot, and I asked him, I was like, what's one of the silliest things you're grateful for? And the first thing that came to Jim's mind was me. I'm the silliest thing he's grateful for. Honey, I love you anyway. Um, but 
It really is a source of delight when we have these friendships and it just brings so much joy to our life. But relationships and friendships also develop us. I mean, it teaches us how to collaborate and how to communicate, how to really appreciate one another. And then relationships have another very positive, powerful effect on us. They drive us. They motivate and energize us to really be our best. So relationships can delight us, develop us, and drive us. Now, on the flip side of that, that that 1 Corinthians 15.33, you know, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Relationships, if we have some bad ones, they can disillusion us. I mean, we can be let down by other people. Um, We let people down sometimes, but this is no reason to refuse to trust again. Okay, so remember that. And then they can also distress us. Um, We have to be careful who our friends are, like I said, but It's really distressing when we watch someone we love so much go down a really bad path. But along those lines, if we let an unwise friendship influence us too much, they can drag us down. So we can feel the pressure to go in the wrong direction if we don't stand strong in our own convictions and in our identity in Christ. We might end up doing something that we don't want to do or we didn't even intend to do it. And then the last thing they can do if they are having that negative effect on us is they can destroy us. I mean, if we just continue down these paths with unwise friends, then they can really kind of take our future. They can ruin our future. So it does matter who our friends are. And I think it's a really honest look when we can say, okay, here's what's wonderful about these friendships, but I've got to be careful. I've got to watch out with some of the things I just reviewed. So I want us to talk about some of the things that can actually damage a friendship, but don't worry because we're going to talk about how we can repair that damage. And then I want to take us really to the sunny side of the street. We're going to talk about how you build really close lasting friendships. So let's talk a little bit about what can put some damage in our friendships. The first thing is selfishness. It's so hard. I'm like, I'm groaning over here. It's so hard to look in the mirror sometimes when we have done the damage, right? This is all about how we can be a better friend so that we will have friends. So we don't want to only focus on our needs. So we do not want to be selfish because that can drive people away. The second thing that can damage a friendship is manipulation. Ask yourself, are you using your friends? Are you using people just for your own agenda or your own end game? 
You know, is it really genuine or are you just using people? So manipulation will damage a friendship. Jealousy is the third thing. Jealousy is that ugly, that ugly green-eyed monster, right? And uh, we've talked a little bit about this. We, we've touched on it from time to time. Just that comparison living, looking at everyone's life and thinking that theirs is all together and yours is not. But we are all human beings. We are all created so wonderfully, so beautifully. And we all have different journeys, but we also all have different talents and strengths. And, you know, I've touched on that. And I'm going to go deeper in that in the future as well. But jealousy really can put a huge divide in friendships. Fourth thing that can damage a friendship is criticism. If we are only looking at flaws or shortcomings of other people, you know that's going to put some damage there. And here's the irony of that. Oftentimes, we put an expectation of perfection on other people, and I don't know why we do that, because we cannot deliver on that expectation. We are not perfect, so we cannot expect other people to be perfect. So criticism, just constant criticism can damage a relationship. All right, I got a couple, got four more explosive tempers. I mean, people can really only take so much, right? That will damage friendships. Disloyalty, just being unfaithful. And like I said earlier, it really matters to me that I trust people when they are talking about me. Are they building me up to others or are they tearing me down? So disloyalty, you know, we need to stay loyal to those that are absent so that that gossip mill does not begin to take place. And then two more things that can damage a friendship, dishonesty. We know lies destroy trust. And the last thing is busyness. Just being too busy to spend time with people. I mean, you cannot nurture a friendship if you don't spend some time with them. So these are the things that can damage friendships. Selfishness, manipulation, jealousy, criticism, explosive tempers, disloyalty, dishonesty, and busyness. So I think this is a really great place to take a little break because when we come back, I am going to tell you how we can repair some of the damage that maybe we have caused. But before we take a break, I want to tell you about an amazing festival that takes place at different times all over the country. So it is called the Water Lantern Festival. So bring your friends and family to enjoy the Water Lantern Festival coming to Phoenix Surprise, Arizona. Enjoy this magical floating water lantern event, which includes local food trucks, games, activities, vendors, music, and the beauty of thousands of lanterns adorned with letters of love, hope, and dreams reflected upon the water all happening, here's when it is, everyone, Saturday, April 22nd at the Surprise Community 
Park. This is in Surprise, Arizona, 16089 North Bullard Avenue. Get more information and special ticket packages now by visiting www.waterlanternfestival.com today. Go today and check this out if you're going to be in the Phoenix, Arizona area on April 22nd. This is voted number one best cultural festival by USA Today two years in a row. This event brings communities together and individuals from all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life in one emotional and memorable night. Don't go away. We will be right back with the good, good life and survival of the friendliest. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone, to The Good, Good Life. We are talking about friendships. We are talking about survival of the friendliest. I mean, this is 
the shift in our perspective that I think will really make a difference. It will make a difference in your life, but it will make a difference in the world. If it's not just all about me and my goals and what I want to do and getting to the top of whatever it is you want to get to the top of, and then you look down and all you see are all the casualties that you caused along the way. What if it really is the way we get ahead? And I do believe this is through relationships and through communication and through building trust. And in the process, we are creating close friendships. Now, look, I I thought about this uh, over the break. Just, you know, we've got so much social media and You know, we see all of these people that have thousands and thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of, and I am definitely using my air quotes here, friends, right? Friends and followers. And I think that is amazing. I think that kind of energy and momentum is just, it's wonderful. But today I'm talking about close, intimate friendships. You know, people that really you know and they know you. Because like I said, these are the people living life with us. So right before the break, I talked about ways that we can damage friendships. And I hope that you are listening to that really taking a long, hard look at yourself. I'll be honest. Every time I have the opportunity to speak or share or teach, I am really reflecting on my own life and on my own character and behaviors. And I need reminders. I am a firm believer that we need to keep things in front of us so that we continue to learn and grow and we go back to what we wanted to accomplish if we've gotten off track a little bit. So yes, I ended with how we are damaging some of our friendships, but do not worry. There are ways that we can repair a damaged friendship. Now, there's a lot of ways that we can do this. And I seem to always run out of time when I'm with you all. Um, I, I just, I love sharing and I have so much on my heart. So I'm going to go over a list of five ways that we can really begin to repair a damaged friendship. Now, Within these, you could really get granular. You could get much more specific on, you know, how to intentionally practice these uh, these techniques on how we can repair a damaged friendship. But we're going to just review them today. Um, and the first way that we can really begin to repair something that we damaged in a friendship is we need to just address it. Now, think about how difficult and how awkward this can be. And oftentimes, when we have damaged a friendship, we think, well, I really, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to hurt their feelings, Um, but I love them. They love me. I'm just going to let this blow over. Well, 
that's not really wise because we need to let them know how much we value them. And we do not want to let that tension or that strain in the relationship continue on. Because what we need to do when I say address it is we need to just tell this friend, I want to work on our relationship. And it has been feeling tense lately. It's not like it was. So the first way we really um, go towards repairing a damaged friendship is we address whatever damaged it. And I'm going to tell you the second way that we can repair a damaged friendship. Apologize. There are a lot of powerful words in our language, but two of the most powerful are, I'm sorry. We have got to take responsibility and accountability whenever we have caused the damage. And I'm going to tell you, um, sometimes our pride, our ego can really get in the way. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. When I hear that word haughty, I think of ego. A big ego is going to keep us from apologizing. I mean, if you think about ego, ego really just stands for edging God out. So we do not want to do that. We do not want to ignore damage that we have caused. And it can be awkward, but apologize. This is a real foundational start to repairing damage that we have caused in a friendship. The third way that we can repair is refuse to blame the other person. And along with that, don't try to defend yourself. There are many reasons why we do what we do. But if we know that it caused hurt or damage or it, it caused someone to doubt um, their trust in us, then we don't need to defend that. In fact, it kind of goes along with an insincere apology, right? Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, I've got this going on or that going on or but you really, you pushed my buttons there. That's not a real apology. So we don't want to defend our action and we don't want to blame the other person. Remember here, remember that we're trying to repair damage, right? The goal is to save the relationship, not to prove who's right. So if we can surrender that goal, if we can surrender that agenda of, well, I just need to tell them I'm right, but, you know, I am sorry I said it that way, then we're not going to repair the damage. We got to surrender that. And remember, our goal is to save the relationship. And then the fourth way that we can repair a damaged friendship is ask them what you can do to repair the relationship. I mean, so often we take action that we think they would like. We take action that we would like for someone to do for us, but it may not be what they are looking for. So 
I don't know. It's kind of like, wow, I never thought about asking them what I can do to really get this relationship back on track. So that's the fourth way we can repair damaged friendship. And lastly, the fifth way, commit to making the necessary changes. People have to see your commitment. They have to see it in your actions, in your behaviors. You know, love, friendship, these are not just words. These are not just telling someone. This is action. And so they need to see that commitment. So there are some ways that we can really begin to repair a damaged relationship or friendship. All right. So here's what I want to go to next. What I'd like to do is talk about how we can begin to build close friendships. I mean, we've talked about how they have impact on us, how our friendships really do affect us in good and bad ways. We've talked about how we cause damage. We've talked about how we can repair that damage. But let's really think about how we can build these close friendships. So the number one way that we can really begin to build close friendships is time. And time... uh, I know it slips away. It just slips away. It goes faster and faster. The day is over. Before you know it, it's the weekend again. Before you know it, it's April 14th. I cannot believe it's April 14th already. Um, So we've got to make it a priority to spend time with these relationships and these friendships that are so close and intimate to us. And another way that we build close relationships is talking communication. It's a two-way street. So time and talking, they kind of go hand in hand. But another way that we build these close relationships is meet the needs of the other person. Remember, selfishness can damage a relationship. So we need to learn to be selfless. I will tell you another way to build friendships is through tears and laughter. Friendships are about living life together, and we get to choose our friends. And so we're going to be real if they're going to be close. We're going to cry, and we're going to laugh. So we've got to be vulnerable. And that brings me to my next point, trials and tragedies. This really does create a bond when we let people in and when we allow others to let us in because we as friends, we need to share burdens with people that we care about. We need to to let them borrow our strength when they need it and because we're going to need theirs. And through the trials and tragedies, another way we build close friendships is through the triumphs. We celebrate the joys of life together. And then that leads me to another point of building friendships is thankfulness. You know, last week we talked about gratitude and just really being thankful for your friends and telling them that. And also being thoughtful. We need to be thoughtful. And and that really does align well with what I said a little while ago about meeting the needs of other people. We need to be mindful and thoughtful of what they're going through or, 
you know, what they need from us or some of the, uh, some of, some of the difficulties, the road that they're traveling and watch what we're saying around them so that we're sensitive. Really thoughtfulness is to me having a sensitivity to those around you. And then I've got a couple more of ways that I know will help build close relationships. Asking for forgiveness, but also offering your forgiveness. So remember, we don't want to we don't want to put the expectation of perfection on other people because we cannot deliver on that. So it is about giving grace and taking grace. When when someone else is asking us to forgive them, then we should offer that grace. And then hopefully they're going to reciprocate. And the last thing I want to share about building close relationships is to love sacrificially. It is so difficult to do this, but we need to learn to love without expecting anything else in return. You know, we we often uh, we often think that if we love someone, they should love us back. And look, in friendships, they do. But we need to be willing to be sacrificial for our friends. So you all know, as I think about close friendships, um, you all know how much I admire my parents. And you know I've lost my father. But I, I touched on just how amazing my mother is and how she perseveres. And she she just keeps going even through trials and tragedies. And she's a true inspiration to me. But I'm going to tell you, I am also truly grateful in awe and inspired by all of my mom's friends. They love me, I feel, like as much as they love my mom. When I think about what I just shared about how to build close relationships, time, talking, meeting the needs of others, through tears and laughter, trials and tragedies, celebrating triumphs, thankfulness, thoughtfulness, asking for forgiveness, offering forgiveness. I'm telling you, the the group that comes to my mind is my mom and her friends. I am very close with my mom's close friends. And I have to just give you all a shout out because I know many of you are listening, but you are a shining example to the world of true, intimate friendship. And your circle of friends is inspiring. It is something that I think we could all strive to achieve. There isn't a need that goes unmet among all of these women. They are always doing for one another. They cry together. They walk through all of the fires that they have to walk through, and not one of them has to do it alone. And I am so grateful to see that and to be a part of that. And 
I hope that my friends and I, that we are building that together and that we will have that when we become seniors and we will be inspiring generations behind us as they watch our friendships. So I have to say thank you for that. For, for just giving me that example, mom and all of her friends, I, I, I'm not going to list the whole list, but you know who you are. Um, so building these close friendships is really what makes life so fulfilling. And like I said earlier, it drives us, it um, delights us, it develops us. And that's why we need these close friendships. I will tell you, I am certified in many Franklin Covey courses, but there's a book that Dr. Stephen Covey wrote, and it is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I love this book. I love it when I get to teach this class, but he talks about there is something in this book that really relates to the level of trust in a relationship. And really what it's all about is making deposits into other people. And it's all about that meeting their needs and serving other people. And it it really is about creating close, intimate relationships. And this is what leads to lifelong friendships. I'm just going back to Amy Grant. I I have not thought of that song in so long until I started thinking about this topic of friendship, which of course made me think of Christy and Jenny. And when we sang that trio together at our little eighth grade uh, graduation celebration, I think that's when we sang it. Uh, Ladies, y'all can correct me later if I'm wrong, but I know we sang that song together. But It is about these deposits and a lifetime is not too long to live as friends. So as you think about your intimate, close friendships and what are you doing that could possibly be causing some damage, but we know there are ways that you can repair the damage. In fact, I encourage you, if it's been on your heart to make some changes or to go to someone and just start repairing and rebuilding, don't wait. Do it today. Go back to how I told you you can begin to repair. And the first thing you need to do is address it and apologize. But I've got some questions, and these are not questions that I am going to go through with you now. These are questions I want you to reflect upon until we meet again next week. So I want you to really consider and meditate on your friends, your part in your friendships. What are your expectations of your friendships? So here's a short little list of some reflective questions. Am I projecting on my friend something that happened in the past? In other words, are you carrying some baggage with you that is causing you to put up your guard? Are you 
don't trust this person that you're claiming you trust because of something that happened in your past and it had nothing to do with them. So ask yourself, am I projecting on my friend something that happened to me in the past? Because we do not want to project past hurts on our current friends. The next question is, am I afraid to have a close relationship with anybody? Maybe you have been betrayed and there has been some untrustworthy people in your past. I think we can all relate to that, but please do not let that keep you from opening up your heart to having close relationships. So ask yourself, am I afraid to have a close relationship with anybody? The next question is, do I have unrealistic expectations of this relationship? Do not have those unrealistic relationships because then they will never get met. And you will be blaming others for the fact that you don't have close friends. So ask yourself, do I have unrealistic expectations of this relationship? Two more questions. Are any feelings of rejection due to someone's actions or is it my own poor self-image? Sometimes we just create these stories in our head of rejection when there's really no rejection going on. It's just our low self-esteem. So we need to ask ourselves that. And then lastly, I want you to review the list that I shared of how to build close friendships. And I want you to recognize which ones on that list are characteristic of you and celebrate that, that you're doing those things. But I also want you to notice on that list the ones that you need to improve. Where do you need to work? Where do you need to develop so that you can be the best friend that you want to be? I have loved talking about friends. I'm going to go make some phone calls as soon as we get off of this. And I have loved the fact that you have been with me today. Thank you so much. Remember, it is about survival of the friendliest to get ahead. I hope you have a good, good life where you love living and you live loving. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.